0: Welcome, y'all, to the Osage County, Oklahoma podcast. We promise to keep it entertaining and we guarantee the smiles are always free. I'm your host, Kelly Bland, and I can't wait for you to meet the guest we have today. Let's get started. All right. Kenyon, you ready to do a podcast? Yeah. Well, hello everybody, this is Kelly Bland down here at the Pawhuska Chamber of Commerce Office and I'm blessed today to do this Osage In It podcast with Kenyon Lomax, owner of Prairie Sky Jewelry Company. Kenyon, welcome to Osage In It. Thank you so much for
1: having me. Glad to
0: have you here. Now, I have admired your jewelry for quite some time. It's just gorgeous. So, before we get into talking uh, about Kenyon. Tell me a little bit about Prairie Sky Jewelry Company. Okay,
1: Um, well, we have been around for about 10 years now. Um, The inception of Prairie Sky uh, has an anniversary sometime in June. We don't really know what day. Um, (laughs) We we just hit 10 years. So we're getting it. Presumably. So I started making jewelry with like hot glue and garage sale goodies Um, 10 years ago. I had probably $4 and um, needed something to do to uh, chill out basically. I was really stressed out, I was in college. um, I had a lot of pressure um, and I needed something to do with my hands Mm -hmm. Um, and I I struggled with school because none of it's tactile, Yeah. Um, at least for me it wasn't.
0: what were you so, venturing in, in uh, political science political,
1: oh. so not tactile at all mostly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, turning uh-huh. lots of pages counts yeah um because i did do a lot of that um so I, I just needed something to do with my hands and i had always had at least a marginal interest in jewelry when i was like 12 i um was beading and braiding a bunch of They were of some version of like a friendship bracelet, but I made them as chokers, and I was sending them um, to women in the military overseas um, because that was something I could do. Um, And I was cute when I was like six. I wrote a letter to—I don't know if I was six—but I wrote a letter to George Bush, and I was like, "What can I do for my country?"
0: Oh (laughs) my goodness! (laughs) No, he didn't write me back.
1: (laughs) Wow, Um, so embarrassing. Anyway, so I. I started just kind of working with garage sale stuff and, um, playing around everything melted. Cause it was all made with black. <laughs> <laughs> um, I learned about epoxy shortly after, and that sure helped um, cause that doesn't melt. And, um, I just worked my way into beading and, um, you know, as I made money, um, which I made $42 my first year, so I didn't make a lot. But I would reinvest. I love this story. I I would reinvest, and so I moved from using, uh, you know, torn apart grandma jewelry to going and buying $6 strands of gemstones and doing something with them and just work my way up into nicer materials. I minored in geology, so I had, you know, exposure to a lot of Information, Um, I went to TU and so they have an incredible like petroleum engineering and geology department um, and like a building full of all of these gorgeous specimens. And so I got to learn a lot about that stuff, just picking my professors brains after hours Mm -hmm. and learned a lot more about the gemstones and stuff that you see in jewelry, because it's pretty different from the gemstones that you see in oil. (laughs) yeah (laughs) they don't intersect much um so i um i just worked my way up in 2015 i was going to wendell's in bartlesville all the time um tormenting Mm -hmm. the silversmith there he was like perturbed were
0: you from bartlesville yeah
1: yeah i grew up in bartlesville okay so i i never well i did stray far from home but not until after college so um I in twenty fifteen we were traveling on the road and I was making jewelry at my little dinette in my camper. Um and we had come back home, so I was living a really glamorous life staying in a camper in my hometown. <laughs> <laughs> Love that for me. Blampin', blampin'. It, was, it was so fun. That um SNL skit, like uh, in a van down by the river, that was that was very much the feeling. Um so I was, I was tormenting them at Wendell's, coming in and asking all kinds of harebrained questions, trying to work my way around the incredible expense of getting started with silversmithing. Um, I was trying to figure out, I was, I was trying to reinvent the wheel. I, I wanted to come up with some kind of new way to silversmith that wouldn't cost as much to get into. And finally he was like, I'm gonna set up classes and you're gonna give me a hundred dollars and you're gonna come to classes and then you can buy tools through me piece by piece and you can work here and you're going to stop coming in and asking me all these questions. <laughs> and I was like, now I'm just going to roll my rolly chair up to you and ask you questions, but okay. Um, and so that's what I did for like six weeks. I, um, rolled my little rolly chair all over Wendell's and they were incredible. Um, they were so patient. They were, um, very, very giving. Um, and it, it was really cool to see because, um, I learned from Bryce Wendell, who is, um, Tom Wendell's grandson. And so, Tom put the whole building together, he started the whole business, and I, it's not my family family legacy, but I got to like engage a little bit with theirs, mm-hmm. and that was really special. We still send customers over to them all the time, um, because they do so much more and so much different mm-hmm. from what we do, um, and they're great for repairs, and watches, and all kinds of stuff that I will never mess with. Um, so, I got in with them and started learning and then we were of course still on the road so we got sent off and I just kind of took off on my own learning um, and kept at it and it was not very long after that I wound up in Cowboys and Indians magazine. How did did that happen? I requested a media kit from them because I was feeling very brave (laughs) about advertising and um, it just kind of opened dialogue with them and with Cowgirl magazine. And um, I I wouldn't know that I was gonna be in an issue. I would have people like Facebook message me a picture um, because I couldn't afford to subscribe. I didn't know. Um, I'd have to like go, and I would be in like Illinois or something, and it's really hard to find an issue. Of cowboys and oh, Indians yeah. magazine in Illinois, so I would be like trolling, um, like Kroger grocery stores and like Myers and stuff, looking for, um, issues to to see if I was really in it. <laughs> so, That's amazing. It was it was really neat. It was a pretty magical time in my life. I bet. It was. There was one time we were in Tucson. Um, much easier to find the magazine there. And someone sent me a picture of. It was a piece of jewelry that I had sent off to them. I don't know maybe a year prior and they had taken like product photos of it that I didn't even know they had taken but I mean they do a lot with everything that you send to them because mm-hmm. um, I sent stuff off for a fashion shoot mm-hmm. so they'd taken these product photos and they put me in uh, a completely different section of the magazine and called me an artist um and it was the first oh, wow. time I'd ever been called like an artist. an artist and um I don't call myself an artist because it feels very pretentious I feel like other people should. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely some imposter syndrome there, but um, and they they talked about my husband as well, um, and talked about both of us, and that was um, a huge turning point for me with the business to be described that way and to have Luke's part in all of this uh, acknowledged mm-hmm. and honored. I mean, cowboys and Indians. Yeah, and. So that, that really emboldened me, maybe too much, <laughs> but I, I just felt so confident and I felt like I was really on the right track and um, just pushed a lot harder. We ended up moving home very shortly after that, and I, I mean like a month after that, and buying our property here in Osage County, which was um, lovingly called the Rat
0: Palace. The rat.
1: Palace. The rat pellet. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was a really cool old sandstone. But when Luke saw it, I was like, "Honey, that's a well house. We're not, we're not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not living in a shack." And he was like, "Oh no, that's our shack." And he had me convinced on it within like a week. So I called in favors with some friends, and um, they dug through county records and found the owner. And then Doug for like another week, like stalking um, the owner, for <laughs> guy, until I cold called him and I was like, hi, I would like to buy your little rock house. Um, and he was like, well, I am at a U2 concert. Can I call you back, stranger lady? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can do that. You can call me back. So he called me back. I think it was the next day. And he, I hadn't, at this point, I had not walked the property. Um, I had not done anything. We'd never even gotten out of our truck in front of it because it wasn't ours and it wasn't for sale. And so I didn't know much about it at all. Um, well, and no,
0: okay, so what? How did you find it? <laughs> so,
1: Luke, um, we drove home from Tucson in like one long stretch. It was a 16 hour drive. Yeah. Um, And at this point Pesca wasn't home like our families are from Bartlesville but we didn't know where to go and we had always wanted to live here and because like a year or two prior we had been here um, for work you know work brought us to like Cedarville it brought us to Ponca it brought us to Tulsa and so we would always stay in Bartlesville because both of our parents are there Mm -hmm. so throughout our years on the road we would come home for months at a time but he would still be working on the road, we were just lucky to be home. Um, and so one of those times we were here and we were in OSAGE Outfitters visiting with Callie and Joey and Joni Nash walked in and stole my husband from me. It took her about 35 seconds. Oh. And she was like, you're a welder? And had him by the ear and pulled him out the door. And she was like, Kenyon, I'm taking your husband. And I was like, You were literally the only woman in the world I could let just take my husband. See you later. Oh my God. Um, so I was at OSHA Job was just chilling because I did not have a ride. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but she had taken him out to her place and uh, wanted him to build an overhead because she had just bought her place. Mm-hmm. And so he ended up doing that for like the two weeks that we were
0: here. So he build that entrance? He out did. Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. he built that entrance. And we were driving up and down that road constantly um, because I was bored. Because mm-hmm. he was, you know, he's welding. there. So, oh, after you've watched somebody weld for like five minutes, it's not that interesting. Yeah. So I was just tootling around. And we got kind of ate up with that road. It's so beautiful and luke really felt like if there was anywhere in the world that we could call home it would be only that one county road and only like maybe somewhere in that three or four mile stretch of mm-hmm. county road
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i was like fantastic i'm so glad you've complicated our lives so much further. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, how is that ever gonna work um and so when we came back through after we had come off the road we were done we came back here and we drove 16 hours. We got our camper barely set up. I don't think we leveled or anything like that. You know, we potted the dogs and got parked and that was it. And it's like 7 PM in April. So it's dark. And Luke was like, do you want to go drive around? And I was like, absolutely not. I do not want to do that. So we drove around (laughs) and, um, we ended up on that road and it was, It was a long winter, spring hadn't really hit yet. Everything was gray and there were no leaves and the place was so grown up that had there been leaves, we wouldn't have been able to see that there was even a structure. We had always thought that that was a big stretch of like a larger property Mm -hmm. um, driving past it prior. And it ended up, it's, it's a small property with a little house on it. And so he saw it and he loved it and I said, not a well house. I'm not doing that. And then within a week, I was hell bent and cold called the owner. He came back at me with a price that was very literally a thousand dollars less than every penny we had. And I said, "Okay, sure." Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then I said, "Would it be okay if we walked it <laughs> fully, like committed buying it?" and then decided, maybe we should go look at it. Um, But what I saw wasn't gonna change whether or not I was buying it. So we um, went down there and walked around, and I was like, oh goodness, because it was a rat palace. There were like, I think I counted 22 mattresses inside the house, and it's either seven or 900 square feet.
0: 22 mattresses? 22
1: mattresses in the house. And then we started walking the pasture, and I was counting more, and I got up in the upper 30s, and then I stopped. So, um, we bought it, and then we paid lot rent at the RV park, and then we bought groceries, and then we had $200, um, and Luke wasn't welding. Um, we had Prairie Sky, and he was working for me, and that's what we were doing, and we were barely profitable.
0: And um, how long ago was this? this was in was this 10 years ago no No.
1: this was in april of 2018 love this story yeah this was april of 2018 so um we kind of started over
0: um i think this is about the first time that i ran into you all on on social media on facebook because you started talking about you'd gotten this property and you were going to do and every now and then there'd be something that would come on and i would see it and i would think who is this girl? What are they doing out there? I'm just so gonna crazy. watch it. Well, I never thought, I never thought that, but I, I I just thought, I think these people are visionaries. Mm-hmm. That's, you, that's I think you're point. the only one who
1: thought that. <laughs> 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 Everybody else was like, y'all are nuts. Well,
0: hey, I'll tell you why. It's because I understand what it's like to only have $200 to your name. It's like, if yeah. you're in that situation, you better know how to dream. Yeah, you better that's be able to see where you're at. But that makes all the difference.
1: It really does. It absolutely does. So yeah, we we had two hundred dollars, and um, I had a sale on my website. We made two thousand dollars gross, which is a lot less net, um, especially with silver because that stuff's not um, not cheap. And we went and bought a chainsaw and a weed eater, and then Luke went out there, and there was so much junk on the whole property that you couldn't you couldn't even drive. You, you couldn't drive anywhere. If you drove, you'd buy new tires. Um, there's like rebar sticking up out of the ground. There's big rolls of uh, barbed wire, tires, boats, whole boats that you couldn't even see because the grass and stuff oh was grown geez. up. I think there were three boats, um, but no good because they'd all been partially burned. <laughs> so like, what good is that? Um, just basically lumpy fiberglass. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he took that weed eater out and he spent a full week weed eating pathways on the property to get close to the house. And then there were like some other structures on the property. There was an old like shop or barn that had been half burned down. And the structure was like leaning. Um, (laughs) We pulled it down with our little Chevy. We just like chained posts to the Chevy and pulled it. um, And then just dragged it through the yard. And we we just started dragging stuff to lay grass down so that we could see. Um, And everybody else who lived on that road was like, well, good luck. And they watched us for maybe about a month. And then one day, we woke up and went down there early in the morning. And it it was fairly early, maybe 8 a.m. It had been brush hogged. (laughs) I could cry talking about it. But the, the whole, like, three acres that our house is on, that we were focusing on, had been brush hogged. One of our neighbors had come down with his brush hog and just annihilated every piece of trash in his way and laid all that grass down. And it was the first time we had ever seen what our place looked like. We had no idea what the ground looked like. We didn't know what we had at all. It was incredible. And from then, all of our neighbors just kinda showed up. (laughs) And I... I think every single one of our neighbors has lent us their tractor um, in getting things done and just, you know, lent tools and knowledge and just literally pulled up the drive and said, y'all look like you need a hand. Um, it, it was incredible. And they still do it. It's just a little less dramatic <laughs> now that there's not um, so much disarray. But I'm sitting is, here
0: thinking to myself. This is one of the richest stories I've ever heard.
1: Well, it's being very poorly told. (laughs) Oh, no, it's good. It's good. It's, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a complicated story because there's so many facets and so many things that happened in such a short amount of time and so much that went into ending up at this point, you know, ending up where. We've got eight acres of trash. <laughs> I mean, down to the man who sold it to us, like that, every single person involved told us unprompted that they felt compelled to do what they did. They felt like it was what they were supposed to do. And like the price that he gave us, it wasn't based on anything. He sold it to us for less than he bought it for. <laughs> he was like, I'm losing money. I don't want a real estate deal like that. (laughs) Maybe I
0: need to get
1: you to go shopping. He's like, I'm losing money. I don't know why. I don't know you. And I don't know how I came up with this number, but I'm going to sell this to you. Because I had told him on the phone that I felt like that place was a place that I could raise children. And he was like, I just, something in your voice. I felt like I was supposed to sell it to you. Um, And he's definitely gonna frown at me when he hears this and he's gonna be like, stop making me sound like I'm sweet. (laughs) (laughs) But he is. But everyone, um, everything about it, it it was absolutely supposed to happen. Um, I firmly believe that we were supposed to land here and um, turn the rat palace into a home. And it's, we've worked, our butts off every step in the way. But we've also been met at every turn with opportunity that I don't think is normal at all. Um And it's, it's hard to talk about because it's emotional. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's just, every bit of it feels like it's part of a divine plan, you know?
0: I think you're out. Yeah. It sounds like it to me. Yeah. Well, you had written a post, oh, I don't know, three weeks ago, maybe, yeah. a little bit about the journey, so mm-hmm. it moved me. It moved me so much, I reached out and said, I want to do a podcast <laughs> with you. I was like, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no, it's good. But, so where are you at on the house now?
1: So we're moved in. Oh, my.
0: We are moved in. We are waiting
1: for our toilet to come in the mail. <laughs> because now this is 2021 um <laughs> yeah we ordered, everything's backed up isn't it we ordered an incinerating <laughs> toilet on incinerating the internet Incinerating yeah it it cremates your poo that's like the <laughs> <laughs> easiest way to explain it oh my god um and their facility had been hit by a tornado because they're in dallas and like when dallas got yeah. hit they got hit and then you know Apparently, incinerating toilets is a new big thing. I and they have all these orders. Oh so, they're gosh. running behind. So, we're still um, traipsing up to our camper for our um, air-conditioned mm-hmm. outhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, the house is done. Um, and we've been living in it for probably two or three weeks. Wow. Yeah, it's been incredible. Um, not having to go to the laundromat. Uh, being able to wash my dishes my groceries stay good I had no idea how good like normal people have it our groceries in our camper refrigerator would go bad within like three or four days mm-hmm. I bought like romaine hearts that stayed good for three and a half weeks in my new refrigerator I had no idea that that was <laughs> money goes so much farther <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when your food doesn't rot and well, you don't yeah. have to pay $20 to wash your clothes. And um, you know, we've weathered some pretty nasty storms. Um, cause we live up on a hill in Osage County and we've been there for three years in a camper.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I have a very, unhealthy fear of the wind we've got 12 mile per hour winds in the camper and i'm crying um so being in the house i don't even hear the wind because my husband is an angel and he was like well if you're scared of the wind i'm going to insulate so much that you can't ever hear it so like he he went way overboard insulating our bedroom so when we have thunderstorms i can go in there and shut the door and i can't hear anything um and so that has been incredible just for my peace and my quality of sleep and everything else. every, every little aspect of my life is greatly improved, um, living in a house over living in a camper and you know, listeners who are living in campers, traveling in campers, who enjoy their campers, like not discounting that at all because I enjoy them as well, but living in a camper for seven years, and trying to live a full life and take massive strides in your life, um, that's complicated mm-hmm. and it's not very pleasant.
0: And your attitude just blesses my soft <laughs> because so many people take so much for granted and complain. Yeah. But Kenyon Lomax, <laughs> one of, I say, the best jewelry designers in the country. Wow. That's sought after jewelry really beautiful jewelry is sitting here telling the back side of the story of Prairie Sky Jewelry Company. And she's thankful for an insulated bedroom where she's not near the wind and husband yeah. loves her so much and a refrigerator that makes her vegetables last longer. You know what? That right there is a key to really live in the canyon. Yeah,
1: it is. Um, I was giving a trying to give a compelling speech to my employees this fall because we get so busy and I was telling them attitude is everything and I was like gosh I sound like a I sound like I manage a manager pizza hut you know <laughs> like, I sound like I'm reading off of like a corporate something um but it's kind of been stuck in my head since then because it is so true mm-hmm. um you can really get through just about anything and you can do just about anything if your mind is right And I spend probably too much time in my head thinking. um, And, uh, you know, I'd love to say that I spend all my time praying, but what I do instead is stress myself out and uh, run around in circles for like a month and then remember that I I haven't talked to God at all. And then I'm like, hey, big guy. I could use like I don't know, and then about forty five seconds later, everything falls into place every single time. Isn't amazing. If I could just remember to pray every day, how great would my life be? Um, we're getting there though, you know. Uh, maybe by thirty, I'll have that down. Probably not. Uh, but the the way you think about the world is your entire experience mm-hmm. of the world. Mm-hmm. You are one hundred percent in control of your whole life, regardless of what happens to you because you control how you react to it. Mm-hmm. And that's your living experience. Mm-hmm. So when I realized that, um, and I, I had a lot of help from my dad in realizing Something. that, and he calls me and gives me like these pep talks. And um, they're so helpful. And he, um, I feel like he does all the leg work for me because he, like reads the self-help books and listens to like all of the podcasts and he does pray every day and like he does the legwork and then he calls me and gives me the cliffs notes so i get all the benefit. So um a good dad he's the best dad he's such a blessing um and so i don't know I, I feel like i've had like a tutor um in my attitude and in my perception of the world and in my faith for uh, several years now as he and I have gotten closer. And um, it's been incredibly helpful for me.
0: Yeah. Well, it sounds like it. <laughs> um, so with your jewelry, one of the pieces I really like are those little buffaloes that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, what What's your favorite piece that you've ever done?
1: Um. Man, I don't know because every time I try to go through like my photo archives I see pieces that i would completely forgotten that I made <laughs> so I'm not sure what any one piece would be um
0: well I think they all one thing about grace jewelry quality but it all to me it's original. There's the originality behind it. There's a certain feel behind it, um, even in the way you do your photo shoots. Uh, there's a there's a hint of in-your-face sort of, but but yet with all the class in the world. I don't know how <laughs> how, how would you describe? That's where my bitterness comes
1: through. <laughs> I don't have a perfect attitude. <laughs>
0: always just excellent but it's not just jewelry it's jewelry with an attitude
1: well um it's not just me that's what a lot of that is um my photographer is one of my very best friends and he when he picks up his camera and he sets out to make art he's not he's not interested in taking a picture he's interested in making art Mm -hmm. and he's always sending me um really crazy ideas and then we have to try to figure out how to make that work with jewelry. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, but he... I also feel like he has a really strong appreciation for the human form. And he photographs people really well. I always say, like, when people ask me about him, that I think that he sees people as art. And he photographs them that way. And so we end up with really exceptional photos, mm. in my opinion. I think so. Um, and, They're eye-catching. Yeah. And I, I feel like he he looks at any one of our models and he gets to know them and he talks with them and then he tries to photograph them as they are like as the person that they are. And I think that comes through. Um, and he's really, really careful with his editing. Mm -hmm. He doesn't, edit very much about a person at all. Like, if you have a ginormous pimple in the very tip of your nose, Uh he might take care of it for you. But he might be like, you need to be your authentic self. (laughs) And then I have to send him back and be like, Blaine, could you please um, fix that?
0: (laughs) Well, it's nice that you have that relationship with him because he's talented.
1: He's incredible. He's absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, um, so... You also have moved into, you have a storefront mm-hmm. in Pahuska. Mm-hmm. I think Prairie Sky Jewelry is an excellent fit for Osage County. I think it's a great fit for Pahuska. We are so blessed that you found your little house <laughs> down the road and, and made, made your home in Osage. County. Yeah,
1: we're so glad to be here. It's mm-hmm. It's been really cool opening the storefront and getting to see a lot of our long-time customers, because mm-hmm. I've been doing this for 10 years. and so. I've had girls travel from very far away. Um, they're like, I drove six hours this morning to get here. And uh, excuse me. <laughs> um, my store is five square feet, so I'm sorry about that. <laughs> oh, but you've got that beautiful long couch. Yeah, you can you can take stone. a sip. Um, <laughs> other than that, there's, there's not a lot. But yeah, they getting to meet them and see them face-to-face to, face to face and have conversations and... Um, then the community support that we've received has been incredible. I've really, I didn't feel like I was much a member of the community before we opened the store, just because I was always out on my hill, like fighting rats or whatever I was doing. (laughs) Uh, And, um, opening the store. People just kind of flooded in on us, and they've been great. You know, they come in, and every once in a while we get somebody who's like, have you ever thought of? And I'm like, no, I've literally never had that thought ever once in my life. Like, that's my least favorite question. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely thought of that. I'm yeah. a little short on time and energy and, you know, hours in the day, so mm-hmm. we'll get to it when we get to it. But um, it's it's been really, really cool getting to meet just – people and getting to see how people react to my work in person Mm -hmm. um I didn't have enough presence of mind to get scared about it when we first opened I waited to get freaked out about it until after we've been open for a couple Mm -hmm. months and I I was like what if everybody hates me (laughs) um but it's been it's been really really cool um being open and getting to see people and it's been a great experience for our customers too because we've had so many ladies who you know, told us that they've they've been following us for years or months or whatever measure of time, and they were reluctant to purchase something because it's online, and they couldn't see it, and they couldn't feel it, and they wanted to, like, see it on their bodies, and so they've been able to come in and shop with us and get that, like, VIP-type experience yeah, yeah. Um, that we don't get very much of anymore because so much stuff is exclusively online. Mm-hmm. So it's been really neat. Well,
0: okay. good. So... Um, tell everyone how to order or come see you with Prayer Sky Jewelry. We've got some listeners out there that are planning trips to come to Pahuska. Where can they find Prayer Sky Jewelry and how could they get in touch with you online? I'm online,
1: so, prairieskyjewelryco.com. And we do shop updates every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Central with new pieces on the site. Um, and then we're all over social media. Um, if you type in Prairie Sky, you'll find us quickly. <laughs>
0: yeah, this is true. This is true. All right. So before we go, one last thing with this story, you, you, you started out with what'd you say, four dollars or something like that? You know, I don't know. Whatever. Probably. Months, you know, but but it wasn't given to you. No. it wasn't handed to you no. it wasn't something you inherited it didn't come easy you worked for it yeah
1: absolutely so
0: as we've got our listeners out there there may be a young Kenyon Lomax out there listening for her. to her, <laughs> what would you say to her?
1: Um, man I would tell her to realize that you can wake up every day in a new world you can wake up in the morning and choose a completely different life than the life you've had every day prior Come on, and you can decide to wake up every morning and work on the same thing if you want and you can decide to wake up every morning and try something different if you want and the key is just not listening to what anybody else tells you to do with your day because it's your day And you are the only person who's going to answer for it at the end of it all. So that's intense. But that's that's it. I mean, you have 24 hours every day. And you have, hopefully, 90 plus years on earth. And if you've lived 15 years, 28 years, 65 years unhappily, if you've lived a life that you didn't want or that you never pictured for yourself, you can wake up this morning or tomorrow morning and say, nah, I'm gonna do something totally different. And you can just do it. Cause you can do it with $4 and hard work and it's not gonna happen immediately. But if you start at all, you're doing it.
0: There you go, that's some good stuff. <laughs> Well, Kenyon, thank you so much. Thank you for joining me here today. I'm blessed to know you. <laughs> and um, so, for all y'all listening out there, I have decided during this podcast—don't tell my daughters—but they're getting Prairie Sky jewelry <laughs> for Christmas this year. Can't think of anything I'd rather give them. Oh, thank you. So, when you're here in Osage County, you can check us out online at visittheosage.com. And if you say what's there to do and click on. on shopping, it'll drop down, and you can find Prairie Sky jewelry on that website as well. Y'all come see us in Osage. County where the smiles are always free you'll never meet a stranger just (laughs) friends and neighbors because that's way we like it and you can find me. thanks for joining me thank you You (laughs) (laughs) tell my employees